Hello there, welcome to Escape to the Cinema. This is a, a weekly movie podcast with myself, David McCann. And myself, James McSevney. So, hopefully a few people have tuned in. Um, if it's just our pals, then hello and thanks for listening. Well, there's only like maybe three you listening right now. <laughs> um, um, it's, we appreciate you coming along to listen to our <laughs> inflated opinions about <laughs> movies that we have no official uh, say on. <laughs> Aye, so I suppose um, we're just going to start with the fact that the cinemas have finally opened the back up. Yep, four months of the cinemas, cinemas being shut completely. We went to the uh, the local view here and it was good. I thought it was a good experience overall. It I quite m- like how they did it. Much cleaner than usual, I would say. Yeah, staff. I didn't. I wasn't such a big fan of the fact that the staff bring you to your seat. Kind of awkward, but aye, because I didn't know to stop the guy and be like, eh, "Mate, I need to pee first. Aye, <laughs> it was a bit awkward. So, um, all, aye, no, I think um, again, I think they're just adjusting to it as well. But overall, prices are the same, so definitely going to keep going back. Oh, definitely. I did go to, I know that was your first time going back to the cinema after mm-hmm. after lockdown, but I'd been to a drive-in cinema uh, up at Loch Lomond, mm-hmm. one of the It Is On events. Went to see... I remember that. Eh? Yeah, I went to see Joker. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was it was novelty. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't pick that as my preferred way of seeing films, mm-hmm. but... Um, on a nice night or well <laughs> I mean getting a nice night for it is impossible here in Scotland but no it was it was good and um, I would say it was more of a it was more of a birthday treat that's actually what it was bought for so mm-hmm. no I'm definitely glad the cinemas are back open uh, I jumped at the opportunity to go back to the Odeon Lux at Springfield Key when it opened went to see Interstellar another nice Christopher one. Nolan epic and it was great Odeon Lux is a fantastic cinema though the reclining seats are just, they can't be beat I've never actually been myself but I've seen them I've looked online when I've went to book before and just never ended up going But no, you're essentially <clears throat> socially distancing anyway because you're essentially sitting in these recliner couches mm-hmm. so they can't fit that many in a row anyway mm-hmm. so I felt like it was a normal visit to the cinema ah, except yeah. for the having to wear a mask to go to the toilet but no, overall um, Odeon Lux is, is great so how many people get in a screen roughly? Uh, so at the Odeon, it was I reckon it was only about fourteen mm-hmm. couples in total, fourteen people, not twenty eight right. people. <laughs> but uh, no, it was and it was really spaced out. But the good thing about the Odeon Lux is no matter where you sit, you have a great view, and plus you can recline the chairs so you can get as comfortable as you like. Because mm-hmm. Interstellar is fantastic in the cinema, and it was great seeing it again. Mm-hmm. I saw it twice originally because I was like, I think it's the only way to watch it really. Like it's the way it's intended to be seen. So, yeah, I'd I, say it's such a, it's such a grand film. Mm-hmm. Like the visuals, the sound. Yeah, I think you need the whole cinema experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, like similar to two thousand one, you just have to kind of see it on the big screen. It's yeah. not, not quite the same in the house, but. No, I think I, I think I first seen two thousand one on an old uh, VHS my dad has. Aye. I think it was... Was it like pan and scan or something? Aye. Aye. Honestly, I think someone uh, someone filmed it through a piece of cling film. It Aye. was so Aye. bad. Aye, it sounds about right. Speaking of um, Interstellar, that leads us straight into Christopher Nolan, which we went to see Tenet. Yeah, Tenet. first 
This is it. This is our big introduction to the podcast scene, and I couldn't have been a more highly anticipated film to start us off. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it was <laughs> fantastic or not, that's to be discussed. My most anticipated of the year, I would say. Well, obviously we've had COVID and things being delayed, but for me, it was the it was the film that I had earmarked for coming out of lockdown, wanting to see yeah. it in the cinema. I couldn't imagine. Just because it's a Nolan movie, you mm-hmm. immediately kind of give it the respect of I need to see this in a in cinema. cinema. I need yeah. to see this yeah. with great surround sound, on like in the dark, uninterrupted. It's it kind of heralds that respect just because of his previous movies. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine like Interstellar. We just we just spoke about it. I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine watching that on my couch on a Tuesday night. It just doesn't. It's just not the same. Doesn't I, rack up the same at no, all. Definitely not. Before we go into into Tenet, what would you say is your is your favourite Christopher Nolan movie? See, it is hard for me because I think a lot of stuff is so different. But just being a big sci-fi guy, I think Inception has to be up there. That's yeah. pretty. Cl- I don't know if I have a definitive favourite, but Inception's pretty close. See, Inception's an awkward one for me. It kind of falls into a category of a film. I'd maybe watch once every year or two years. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, I can't stick it on all the time. I feel right. like I don't know. It's the length of it for me. I almost feel like I know it's a kind of pinnacle point of the story, but mm-hmm. the kind of final scene with the kind of snow and the castle and that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like it could have been wrapped up in a nicer, cleaner way. It didn't have to end on such a grand note. Mm-hmm. See, for me, it's the kind of opposite. I could just watch it. And then watch it again. Yeah. And then maybe watch it again. <laughs> See, I think the only Nolan film that I could do that with is uh, probably Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. For me, that just uh, that builds builds a story, builds a whole kind of city. Everything about that film pulls off for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I can jump into that. If I was on film four right now and I was halfway through it, I'd you sit and watch the rest. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love it. I suppose like. Inception, that's harder if you've maybe seen it once or twice. Like, if you struggle to fall, I, I never have an issue struggling. Inception, like, I've never had that problem. Yeah, no, no, I sound pretentious or like a dick, but people are always like, Oh, I don't get what's happening, but I feel like he's he directs it so well and the story's so like precise. I just feel like you, you don't really get lost. Yeah, I feel uh, Inception falls into that category of Nolan films where it's explained to you what's going on and you're left to almost think of your own ending mm-hmm. especially for Inception mm-hmm. but films like Interstellar it's not as obvious what's going on mm-hmm. and I feel like an audience member could be lost mm-hmm. I feel like Inception doesn't really have that I think you're kind of guided along a path of Inception mm-hmm. kind of especially how the whole the whole kind of world works with the a bit with Ellen Page when they're explaining mm-hmm. how obviously you can start changing dreams and that sort of stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like it it kind of makes it, the audience understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Aye, no, like I think obviously she works as a kind of advocate for the audience, um, and I think that, that she works pretty well. Obviously, there's some points she's like, "Oh, like um, what does this actually mean? Is it that you deleting these people from our memory and stuff, and or his memory?" And like, aye kind of stupid questions for the audience but I think it does work pretty well I think though that helps the whole situation with his his wife mm-hmm. I feel that you kind of needed that 
mm-hmm. because yeah I've had conversations and there are some people that just don't get it aye aye I've had this I've watched it with people and they're like right so what's happening now and I'm like no this is in his dream and they're like why is he on a train and I'm like no 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 just get a chance you know giving it a chance do you know what I mean so Nolan's got a wee kind of he's starting to get a bit of a reputation for these little moments where it's on the audience to decide mm-hmm. what they want to believe the prestige had it with mm-hmm. the bird in the cage mm-hmm. uh, obviously we've got the spinning top mm-hmm. it's kind of a lot of it's on you aye aye which aye I think people do respect that you know so I do I like that I do obviously Interstellar didn't really have any moment like that mm-hmm. but um, uh, Batman did mm-hmm. obviously Batman at the end, <laughs> do you think he's uh, drink that bit in the cafe was just a bit of kind of... I mean, I don't. Th- I think it's far too on the nose and kind of... Like, do you? Aye, a wee bit aye. Like, I see, I, I, I took that as almost, do you believe that's what happened? Right. Or do you think that, obviously, mm-hmm. boom, he dies? But... Aye. I mean, the way I look at it is he's like, he's Bruce Wayne, he's a famous billionaire and he's sitting in a wee cafe... I'm like, is the press not going to notice that? Yeah, but... Oh, man. <laughs> like, Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'd like to believe he's in that cafe. I'd like I, to believe that... Uh, I just, I think, like, why even show him, like, Michael Caine's reaction would be enough, but they show you anyway. And yeah. I don't know. I'd have been happy if they killed him. No, he sounded, like, too dark. But yeah. I don't know. Perfect ending to that movie for me is they all survive and... Aye. I, I don't know, I think that's the kind of ending that I like. I like to believe that's what actually happened, whereas obviously you're on the other side, you're thinking that that is more kind of like fan service, mm. letting you decide if a wee bit, aye. if this is almost like, like a Michael Caine's character's dream mm-hmm. ending. I mean, in like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he's he's a, he's got no training, so like he's going to yeah. get absolutely fucked in the first night. Well, see, I, mean? I don't understand. They, they hinted at this Robin, Joseph Gordon-Levitt kind of mm-hmm. crossover... And we never got it. We, no, we never no. got it. We didn't even get it in uh, TV form. We didn't mm. get it anywhere. And I feel like, I don't know, I, I, I'd i have loved to see it. I'd, mm. I'd have loved to see it. George Gordon-Levitt was massive at the time. And oh, he, they easily could have launched uh, at least two, three movies off of a, a good Robin franchise, mm-hmm. which never we never got to see come to fruition, which is kind of sad. don't know if that's a future product, project they're going to go back and look into, but... I mean, I doubt it, but... I mean, you never know. Like, yeah. DC are doing some kind of crazy stuff right well, now. I don't so. know. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's obviously just signed a contract with Netflix to make a few so. movies, so we're probably not going to see that for a while. <laughs> I probably know. I mean, it depends what's... They, they seem to be going back and kind of going over what people liked and kind of redoing stuff. And Yeah. So, I don't know. Who knows? I quite like the uh, the black sheep of the Christopher Nolan film lineup, Dunkirk. Dunkirk? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say it doesn't really fit any of his typical stories any well one because it's based off mm-hmm. of a real event it's based off real things that have happened real timeline mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't fit into his film I, kinda. I, suppose, I like the kind of I suppose the kind of non-linear type stuff comes into play but then yeah. again maybe not so much yeah there's no there's no giant scientific explanation behind anything it's quite literally I, Guy stuck on a beach. This is what happened. Aye. Aye. Mm-hmm. Harry Styles on a boat. <laughs> like. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I think f- for me, Dunkirk's up there with one of my 
favourites probably yeah I genuinely I, I genuinely thought I had like induced anxiety in the cinema know, watching I, I, Dunkirk no, it's, <laughs> honestly it's, it's amazing yeah it made me feel so unsettled it mm-hmm. was uh, I thought it was again that's a film that you got you should have been in the cinema to see it if I really feel for you if you didn't get to see it in the cinema mm-hmm. I, just for the sound design alone like yeah there's a bit that's weird to me though at the end like when Tom Hardy's flying the Spitfire there's a bit that looks like really weird CGI to me yeah, yeah, is that when the, uh, he's out of fuel and he's just ah, kind of coasting? Like, aye, aye. Yeah, yeah, I know, it's... Uh, I'm like, this is so out of place for somebody who seems to hate CGI, you know? Yeah, I know, I mean, Chris Merlin, yeah, you, you can't think Chris Merlin and not think practical effects. Mm-hmm. I mind when I first watched the behind-the-scenes video of the of the truck flip mm-hmm. from Batman, I thought it was actually phenomenal. They just flip a truck. Like, aye, <laughs> like, <laughs> they just straight-up flip a truck. And then Interstellar, I mean, there are parts of Interstellar that are practical effects that you think, why did you go to that much effort? But No, no it's uh, overall... Nolan, it's great. Mm. He is fantastic. We get treated to a new movie every couple of years. And he pretty much knocks it out of the park. I mean, and Tenet, I, Tenet should have been no different. I think you're about to say Tenet was shite. No, was like, no, it's not. It? It's not shite. I just, oh, it's a movie that I've. I came out of the cinema, and usually you put the world to rights, and you, the movie gets better in your head. Mm-hmm. But Tenet has left me more confused than when I went in, and with more questions that unfortunately won't get answered because it's all up to speculation. I think like we both had a very similar reaction actually. Which I was quite surprised at. Um because it is quite for what I've read it is very divisive. People seem to like love it or hate it. There doesn't yeah. seem to be any in between, so it seems uh, to be one there, of the there are parts I w- I wouldn't say overall there are any parts that you don't like. No. I think it's just the structure of the film doesn't hand itself mm-hmm. to such a grand idea it's massive like mm-hmm. the the science and the physics behind tenet mm-hmm. if they if they can be real and i think mm-hmm. they are i think i think christopher nolan spends a lot of time getting all of the science he puts in his movies validated and i mean that blows my wee brain <laughs> but you gotta give me a hand you gotta kind of <laughs> you gotta get me understanding at least the, the the basic structure of what's going on and tenet for me it doesn't do that or mm-hmm. it tries to do it too late into the movie you're like 45 mm-hmm. minutes in and so much has happened see to me it's like I, I don't mind the, even this kind of pseudoscience there obviously some of that as well but um, not that I'm a physics expert or anything um, I, I can keep up with that kind of stuff fine but I just feel like plot points that don't need to be complicated are over complicated like just the whole the villains kind of scheme to like I suppose we should, we should say spoilers yeah, as well. Right. Like, uh, Absolute spoilers. If you haven't toned, if you haven't caught on already, we're uh, not really holding back. So There's not really much to say without spoilers, really. Yeah, but it's also a film that don't think, oh, that's it, I now know what's going on in the film, I can't go and see it. No. Like, you could come out of this with a total different interpretation than mm-hmm. what I had, than what David had, and you'd still get a lot out of the film, even knowing what happened. Like, mm-hmm. it's definitely a film that go see it, make up your own mind, but talking from my own perspective of what I've seen overall, I I just I wanted to love it, and I to be perfectly honest, I I didn't love it. I had a few issues with it that I don't think are going to get put to rights anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously I'll admit I'm a Nolan fanboy. If you don't know already, like if you can't tell from what I've said, but I did kind of have 
aye, issues and like I say, it's just things. I just felt things were overly complicated that didn't need to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the uh, the first forty five minutes, you're in about seven different countries. There's Aye. about five different subplots going on. There's the I mean, pretty pretty <laughs> bad. It's as if they gave the, the editor like a five hour film and went, hey, "Can you make this ninety minutes?" Yeah, yeah, even though it's like two and a half hours. But we're literally just introduced to this whole invasion technology, <laughs> and then they're lying on the floor getting reverse bungee jumped up Aye. a skyscraper. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't, don't understand. I don't think they are. I think that's just they're flying up the wall, but you would just splat into the wall, I think. But they're not inverted <laughs> at that point, but I assumed they yeah. were at first, because, like... Uh, yeah, I, I 100% presumed mm, as well, right. and that the whole kind of... I mean, it's it, it's like a cheap red, head, red herring in mm. that scene. They get up there, and you think it's the typical male uh, arm seller, and it mm. turns out to be his, like, nice, home-looking wife, and I don't know, I just... <laughs> just a few twists at the start... I feel weren't necessary. I mm-hmm. feel like I, I didn't get hooked into it. I didn't. I, I, to be fair, I'm not gonna lie. For the first forty-five minutes, I barely felt anything for any character I met. The first forty-five minutes, I had no really any idea who he was working for or. I I, I, I couldn't tell you now. I couldn't tell you now. Like, I mean, I presume the CIA. Aye, and the British intelligence. Yeah, sort of just thrown in there somehow. Michael uh, Caine was out for his lunch and they just bumped <laughs> at him. Michael Caine, Michael Caine is sitting there eating that tangerine from Bloody Dark Knight. Sitting there, has his mouth full the whole time he talks. I think he's eating steak and chips, <laughs> if, if I remember, I don't know. Um, it's because Michael Caine's got a really <laughs> known voice. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's getting a free lunch, so he just does the scene. Uh, that that whole that, that whole confusing. scene is it's meant to be uh, it's meant to be really fast and mm-hmm. smart, but but it's basically just to give him a credit card. Give so him a credit card to buy a better suit. I, I, I don't know if that's like because he says like take care of this and we'll balance the books later or something like that. And I don't know if that's, he like slides him his master card across the table. And I don't know if that's just for. <laughs> To answer the question of where's he getting all the money for this, <laughs> Michael Caine's like, get yourself something nice. Uh, exactly. Like, but that, for me, that's not really something I think needs answered with a full scene. Do you know what I mean? Like, where no. he's getting the money, I don't really care. Like, he could have maybe explained something else for a different. Yeah, I think because um, it's the whole. I understand the how he doesn't fit in in that mm-hmm. scene because he goes in and he's. Ah, yeah, that's fine. And, that's, oh, mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's uh, whatever his name mm-hmm. is. It's and he's kind of looks out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. I, Again, you come out with that scene, you haven't gained any knowledge. You no. don't feel closer to the character. No, definitely not. And it's not, again, it's not the actor's fault. John David Washington is, he is great in this I, film. He's really, really good. Really, really good. And, I mean, he's been fantastic mm-hmm. for a while now. Like, he was in Black Klansman, mm-hmm. and that was probably one of my favourite films of that year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I've seen him in the TV show Ballers, and he actually plays again a great character really good acting and he did he's he's he is really good in tenet he mm. is aye it's just uh aye, you can't fault like any of the performances i would say yeah robert patterson's he's brilliant in it as mm. well uh i'm not so sold on uh elizabeth debicki debicki wife yeah she plays the estranged wife mm-hmm. kind of held against her will to be um Kenneth Branagh's hostage in the movie. He's going to die very soon, so it's not really an issue, in my opinion. <laughs> That's it. There's no, there's no urgency that she has. She has no skin in the game. No, because like, she's going to die, and then basically she's free. I would assume. That's it. Yeah. So the, her whole thing is one. She's got the son she's worried about, mm-hmm. and this piece of art. 
the yeah. nine million pound fake piece of art. Aye, so that's a kind of and yeah, he's holding that's hostage it. with that essentially. That's it. Aye, and you never feel like there are good enough reasons for her to stay in the situation or to stay in 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 such a dangerous place in the whole story. I feel like that whole painting subplot was just it was just such a no waste of time, but it was so dragged out when it really didn't have to be. Yeah, it was drag. I I think if they were going to show us that, they should just have showed us it. They should just have showed us that storyline because we see the exact same. Or well, what would have happened to the original seller of the art? Mm-hmm. It was meant to happen to the protagonist. That is who John David Washington plays in this movie. Mm-hmm. He, again, it's kind of it's funny if you look up on IMDb, his his name is the protagonist, the and we never hear him referred to as an, a real name in the film, but the same meeting they had in the restaurant where mm-hmm. he ends up in a fist fight at the end mm-hmm. is presumably what happened to the the seller of the art and it just isn't necessary like he's just i mean hi the film starts with him being tortured and captured but then in that scene he's untouchable he's solid that's the thing like that confused me at the start because initially i thought the whole thing was meant to have been they say it was a test obviously but I was like, is this, so is this whole thing being a set up to test him? And I'm like, no, people get shot and things exploded and then we saw the inverted bullet and stuff and that was very like, that, that like, it was presented so quickly. I was like, what just happened? I saw a bullet go backwards. I know it's something yep. to do with things going backwards, but why is it? Who who shot that sort of thing? And obviously at that point in the film, you're not supposed to know, but it just felt so... The pacing's so like breakneck in the first forty-five to fifty minutes. Yeah, I was just like, "What's happening here?" Yeah, and again, it doesn't slow down until you get to points that are really important. And again, mm-hmm. I know that sounds like that should be happening, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I'd kind of like to know a bit more before we got to that point. Aye. Uh, yeah, I think overall for me, it didn't slap. Overall, no. I'd say the good points. The good points I kind of took from the film was the action scenes were great, as they always are. The practical effects, crashing a plane into the hangar, fantastic. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. But I came out with a lot more negatives or questions about what happened that almost eclipsed my good memories of the film. Well, that's the thing. Like, you, having more questions isn't it always a bad thing. But I think in this case. Like I've already said, for me it was more questions about, like, so what, what was he trying to steal at this point in the film, and so he'd like double crossed him, but he knew he was going to do this, and just things like that. I was like, why is it so? It doesn't have to be this confusing. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? When the when the kind of science and subject of the film is already something people will struggle with, I don't see why the the plot needs to be so impenetrable as well. You know? Yeah, I yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I think. Like we said earlier, in quite a lot of other Nolan movies, they you kind of felt guided down a path. Mm-hmm. You you feel like you're naturally getting smarter as the movie goes along. Yeah, you're starting much, to yeah. understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. This movie never has that moment for me. No. I feel like you could come out of it and still not even understand how the inversion works or how the machines work. Well, I, that's a point as well. The, I didn't even realise it at the end of the film when she's on the boat. I was thinking, well... Is she not inverted at this point? So why has she not got a mask on? But they're not inverted, but they've went back in time. And then I was like, it, it, that was the point I realised, oh, they can go further back in time than a few days or something. Because that's like a month ago, or is it more than that? Or But then the only time we ever see 
like practically in the film mm -hmm. the invasion happening mm -hmm. is you literally enter the machine and you come out at the exact the same exact moment same. Aye, that's what but inverted mm -hmm. so how can you go back farther we, ne we never seen it we never seen it and that's that's what confused me like not seeing the, the whole going back then again when they went into the what's the machine called i forget is it an inverter did they call it i inverter? think it's literally called an inverter when they went through that he said a machine didn't exist a week ago or something yeah yeah aye, so unless in, that's set for a certain yeah time. he went in and they were like you have no idea where this machine is a week ago aye as if it wasn't in the same place and as if they knew that was exactly a week ago they were going back yeah so I don't know man I don't know <laughs> I guess. aye and also there's this, there's this big urgency to mm -hmm. stop because this random Russian billionaire is the only one that has access to this but then at the end all of the kind of British forces that are there, mm -hmm. they have an invasion machine and they can go in. Like a massive invasion machine. They have machine. the two, the, the double one, they can go in each side. It's like a dispenser type thing, they just walk in and it Yeah, yeah, goes so, around, so clearly they have access to it. So mm -hmm. clearly he, the, the, the Russian billionaire isn't the only one with access. So, I don't know, it begs a question, how long have they known about this and mm. <laughs> why haven't they just went back and stopped it? And obviously she saw the the woman jump off the boat, which was her. Which was herself. So, when that originally happened... Oh, so right. <laughs> I kid you not, right? I could see myself walk into... I could see myself in a crowded shopping centre with a thousand people and mm -hmm. I'd still know it's me. You can't I, tell I, me. I, I, exactly. You don't see yourself jump off a boat. Oh, I've seen this random woman jump off the boat. No, no, it was you. Like, I, I mean, she was wearing my bikini. <laughs> she was wearing the same clothes. Like, <laughs> But I mean... I, like I said, so... When that originally happened, was he just not there when she went up on top of that deck? Because she's obviously killed him and then jumped off the boat. So when it first happened, she's telling uh, the protagonist about the story. She's like, I saw a woman jump off the boat. What, what did she find when she went up there? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because obviously that's happened because she's seen yeah, herself. Yeah that's, uh, yeah, that's already happened, yeah. So unless it's like he just wasn't there or something or... I, overall, I, I yeah, like I said, we could sit here and we could be going round in circles about this because we have so many questions and and it's it's rare for the like for a Nolan movie to have this many points of contention. I think the closest would be Interstellar for some people, but yeah. maybe a second viewing would help. I don't know. I feel bad kind of going over it after one viewing. You know, yeah, but, yeah. But, I think um, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the old kind of faux pas of putting salt on your food before you've tried it Aye. but I think uh, I think for myself I need to watch it a couple more times mm. and I need to even cheat the system and watch breakdowns of it on mm. YouTube because there are parts that I need explained to me and I'm not afraid to say that because it's <laughs> there are parts that are super confusing Aye. a few a few other things that aren't so much uh, about the plot that I had a few issues with. Um, I felt no, I felt no weight. I felt no urgency. We discussed this. We uh, the big final battle scene where they have ten minutes and the inverted team is basically walking back from the explosion and the other team is walking towards the explosion. Uh, it happens in a big abandoned city. You and don't see like any, who are they shooting at? Ah, you <laughs> see like three bad guys. Ah, and like, uh, that can it didn't confuse me, but I'm like what what's happening like uh, yeah. you have to get in this tunnel for something or I think if that scene was set in like Moscow and it mm -hmm. was busy mm -hmm. I'd feel like I'd be a bit more tense about it mm -hmm. but I'm watching it like it's like like it's like a training exercise it doesn't really it, it doesn't weird, get though. you on the edge of your seat and that's the thing Nolan is known for these big moments and there are a few bits in the film prior that have you kind of on the edge of your seat 
but that 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 end the whole end sequence for me it doesn't hit the mark it doesn't get me excited it doesn't mm-hmm. get me my heart racing i was just kind of sitting there like i mean it's really cool to look at all the kind of yeah i half like half people I, going backwards and half them going forwards and like it's not like a very intelligent observation but when it's switching between the red and blue team the i think it's the blue are inverted at that point is that uh, right? yeah so the blue is inverted because the mo- see back when when he has them at the docks mm-hmm. and oh, that's when we first see the red and blue switch aye. we see the blue is inverted so that's aye. like almost as if like that is common practice aye, in this world <laughs> so like when they're switching between the red and blue they like the score changes to like a soundtrack going backwards almost I don't know if you noticed yeah that. yeah it did yeah and aye. it was a lot more I thought it was pretty clever like a, a lot higher tone as mm. well kind of um, gets you kind of feeling a bit anxious when mm. it's going backwards I really like the score actually yeah the soundtrack can't be faulted the soundtrack mm. was fantastic but if we're speaking about the soundtrack and sound in general I don't know if I'm like starting to go deaf but there's just points I couldn't make out the dialogue at all no we, I, the, the bit when they're racing the boats is horrendous. But what do you know about opera? Aye. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets chucked in the water. Like, but you, you you did look it up today and apparently this isn't just us saying this. This is a known fault with the kind of the film when it's came out. And Well, a lot of, I have, I've seen articles people are saying the dialogue mix is bad and like obviously we're not Hollywood filmmakers but it seems strange a lot of people are saying that. I, I thought it was maybe our screening like the sound wasn't on par but... Yeah. I I really st- I, I can usually hear things perfectly, but I going really uh, going back to the cast for a second, uh, just to justify my mm-hmm. kind of slating of Elizabeth Debicki's character, I think mm-hmm. she plays Cat or Kate. Yeah, I, I feel I understand the the self centeredness in terms of the it's son, us, the son mm-hmm. but I feel like we said it's just not justified. There's mm-hmm. there's no real reason apart from when she finds out <laughs> if he dies. We all die. Right. I think that's the only me- that's the only moment where she gets more invested. But mm-hmm. uh, no, she knows that he has uh, like incurable cancer, so she knows that eventually it's going to come to an end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like you never really. I certainly never understood why there was such a race to keep her alive, keep us like safe, and and why the protagonist character has such a connection with her because it wasn't there. I think in the beginning he is just like trying to use her to get to him, but the implication is he starts to kind of have a fondness for her. But like you say, I didn't really feel that either. And then when she was on screen, I was kind of like, oh, her again with the sun, you know, like yeah, I, not I'm a not, bad way, but like yeah, there's kind of bigger stakes here and. I don't know. I feel like um, it almost would have brought in a better layer to the film if she hadn't have made it through the film. I feel like because uh, once she was gone, the mm. kind of the the connection to the protagonist and uh, Kenneth Branagh's character mm. is is harder to forge, and you'd have to bring in another element. So I feel I feel we could have done with with her taking a wee inverted bullet. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I speaking of inverted bullets is. That's kind of confusing as well, like how it damages you more, or yeah, how it damages you more, because it uh, for me it doesn't really make any sense how it would damage you more. Like, we do, like again, if you get shot mm-hmm. and the impact wound goes through your stomach and out your back, you mm-hmm. end up with a big hole in your back. Whereas when it's inverted, you have a small hole in your back, but your your whole like stomach's hanging out. Mm-hmm. Now they're both bad, right? I'm not recommending <laughs> getting shot either way, but I don't understand how one is worse than the other. 
because they kept they, they put this whole weight on it. They were like, mm. "Oh, you don't want to get oh, shot an invested bullet, aye, oh, no, inverted no. bullet here. Aye. You better an watch out." Bullet? No aye. chance. I pogged the pose of sheet back. Oh, that was an inverted bullet. Nah, nah, he's done. Nothing we can do about. <laughs> Bring him down the hole. Put him in the skip. Aye, no, right. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's just causing more damage going back the way or. I don't know, because it, it, it comes at the same speed as well. It's not like it slows down. It's mm-hmm. not like it's like ripping through every strand of muscle. Aye, aye. Because you see him shoot the, the, the bullet at the start and it goes back into the gun as quick as it comes out of the gun. Unless it's meant to be that because the bullet is coming out, eventually goes back through and the damage is there because you have been... What's it, like, like been shot twice? Aye, essentially. I don't know if that's the kind of implication. Yeah, yeah, so like, if you, if you stand in the path the bullet's taken... Then essentially, it it would have already shot you. So then, when it comes back through you, it's essentially hitting you a second time. Aye, well, they, they had to. They saved her by inverting her. So I assume if she stayed on that side, the damage would not reverse, but like actually, I think because they inverted her, that caused the damage to go backwards, as if she hadn't even been shot. Then she still had a scar. So yeah, she, she had a bad boy scar as well. It was massive. So I don't know. Maybe we're just. Completely misunderstanding it. Absolutely, and that's <laughs> which probably, is probably the, the case. case I, like, I, <laughs> like, I put my hands up here and say, I'm probably way off the mark with a lot mm. of this stuff. But this is my f- fast viewing, uh, fast opinion. I mean, we saw it yesterday, so uh, yeah, literally saw it yesterday, and I still have these questions that aren't going to be answered anytime soon. And I'm confused by the whole scientist scene. Not confused, but we're going to like a weird 1970s. Like laboratory set, which I really liked, but felt kind of out of place. I don't know if they still have labs like that. And yeah, it felt like it, it felt like it was like East Germany in the nineties. It felt aye. like it was. I think it was meant to be in Russia mm-hmm. because that's where the opera scene at the start happens. So I believe that aye. they're in Russia, but no, you can't tell me you have all this technology, all this money, and you're sitting in a, in a lab that looks like this, my, my, my high school's science aye, class. But look like, more like a set for Chernobyl or something. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, aye. Not a bad way. I thought it looked good, but it just seemed a bit out of place. It me. did as well, because obviously the, the movie takes place in current time. Mm-hmm, aye. So, yeah, it's hard to believe that this groundbreaking technology that no one can find is kept in this scummy wee lab in the middle of nowhere. And the woman's like, um, I forget that actress's name, she's been in loads of stuff. Ah, um, she's French, isn't she? I think so. She was in like, um, people know her from Harry Potter. Like, yeah. Of fire, I think. yeah, yeah, she plays but, one of the sisters in that, aye, yeah. And, but um, he's like, oh, so what is this? She's like, ah, oh, nobody really knows it. Like, stuff goes backwards, <laughs> yeah. some sort of radiation. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, tasked with being here and uh, researching it, but I don't know. <laughs> this is the point we should like explain it to the audience, but oh, we don't really know. <laughs> I mean, they can keep that bit vague, that's fine, but just tell me what Kenneth Branagh's plan is, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> also, tell me why I had to sleep in a wind turbine for I, like a week. <laughs> or however long that, that could have been like a month, I don't even know. Like, he's not even got a shower, or is he like peeing in a bucket, or... Honestly, I've got no clue. Was that, whole, that whole bit was confusing, because he just like randomly hears a noise outside one day and he just opens it up and there's a boat and it takes like loads of folk away. It's aye, like... aye, as if they've been in... Was aye. there one person every... Aye, is that a job? Is that like... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, the, the sets are brilliant, though. Like As much as we just criticised it there, the set pieces are fantastic. Aye. The filming locations are brilliant. There's a scene that's filmed in Italy that is 
absolutely gorgeous up on the cliffs and uh yeah i can't fault i can't fault how good it looks the whole film looks fantastic you can't fault anything technical i don't no. think really the cast the cast is a great choice as well we've got a kind of mix of obviously up and coming cast john david washington's not been in a lot of things but mm-hmm. what he's been in has been really good like quality, yeah. mm-hmm. uh obviously rock patterson's been on the scene for quite a while now started off almost been in his career straight away with the Twilight movies, but he's came back super, super, super strong. Uh, I loved him in uh, The King. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Lost City of Z. Really, really good. Mm-hmm. And um, The Lighthouse. That was kind of... I've still not seen The Lighthouse. Oh, that was fantastic. That, was, Aye, that whole film's see. really creepy. and <laughs> uh, It's brilliant. I can't recommend you watch it enough. I've always liked him. Like, I've never had a... I know folk are like, oh, he's a Twilight guy, but I've never had a problem with him. Like, no, um... What is it? There's a few films I've seen him in that I wasn't so hot on. Uh, what's the one with the elephant? Is that the Water Diviner? Oh no, no. Um, Water for Elephants. What? <laughs> water for CGI you know elephants. Aye, water, for, water for Dumbo quality aye, elephants. I've seen that when it came out and that just that wasn't very I good. really like that director though. Um, I'm sure it's Francis Lawrence. He did the second, well he did The Hunger Games for like Catching Fire to the Oh, see, I I, I, I don't get on board with any of the Hunger Games. I like the second. See, the second one is just a kind of standalone sci-fi film. I yeah. think it's like really good. I think it's a really good film, but um, he's a really good director. I think he just always works with like bad scripts. Yeah, you know, I feel like guys, but. one of my main problems with the Hunger Games is <laughs> I think the bad guy storylines are more interesting than <laughs> anything that's going on with the actual Aye. Hunger Games. No, I think um, obviously... Rob Patterson's almost his groundbreaking movies coming up got announced as The Batman. The Batman. And that's massive. Like, I think um, that role brings on such weight and such responsibility. Mm-hmm. Pardon the pun. Brings <laughs> on great responsibility. But, um, no, I feel I feel he's, he's taken over at a good time, though. Uh-huh. I feel like uh, Affleck's Batman is not going down I in mean, the fan favourites. I, I, I like Affleck's Batman, like I, I'm not saying I'm a fan of the films, but I think he is a really good Batman. He's just in the wrong films. I think he looks like a good Batman. Mm-hmm. I think he looks like a Batman from the animated series. Like mm-hmm. see, literally Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. He looks like comic book Batman, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, he's too wooden and he's too unempathetic. And see, I still like him, but I, I don't like him killing people. I don't agree with the killing so much. Um, that's just the kind of dark turn DC took with them movies. Aye, but I think I think he's a good Batman. I'd like to see him in a good. If you took him and put him in, obviously I've not seen the Batman yet, but yeah. I think if you put him in that type of film, he would be really. Well, you think good. he deserved more of his own solo movie? I think so because watching Batman Superman, I'm like, I'd have rather just seen Man of Steel two and a really good Batman film with Ben Affleck. You know what? I'm I'm on board with that. I think if we could have, we had the the Man of Steel and then we had just a standalone. Batman movie with Affleck mm-hmm. I, th- I feel then Batman vs Superman could have been something great Aye. I mean it's been talked to death the whole like why they rushed it and trying to catch up with yeah. Marvel but that is, that is what happened so there's not really much more to say on it but no I think um, I, I'm excited the trailer for the Batman is great 
thoroughly. Some nice eye makeup. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, looking like he's been a, a girl in the town in Glasgow who's got upset at a boyfriend. It's great. You drop my kebab. <laughs> Sitting outside the garage, mascara everywhere. Aye, aye. <laughs> no, I think I think he looks good. Um, people are kind of complaining about his build and stuff, but I don't see a problem at all. Oh, you see, I was on that bandwagon. I was. Really. I I I just think that I think Marvel has almost ruined the uh, perception of a superhero, mainly because. They're all like just CGI'd, massive, like enhanced people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even Henry Cavill in, in Man of Steel looks utterly ridiculous. But well, then he's meant to be. He's, he's even worse than Batman Superman. He's like, uh, his chest, like, it's not even funny like how big it is. It's just ridiculous, man. <laughs> no, I think, um, but I think the story for the Batman mm-hmm. is, is like early Batman. That's I what think. I like about it. I so it kind of makes sense that he's not like. In ridiculously good shape, kind of like a almost like a kick-ass story. Like he's just kind of starting out. <laughs> but I mean, I like that idea as long as we don't see like his parents getting killed again. Please, just I don't want to see it again. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we? we I feel like that? absolutely everyone, every actor you talk about just now has got is linked or has been in a comic book movie like that. Um, Elizabeth Debicki from. Uh, Tenet. Mm-hmm. She was in Guardians of the Galaxy two. She played oh, uh, the gold. Yeah, she played the called? pure gold woman. I what are they called? I forget. Um, oh, her character was Aisha, but mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the race that she's in. Like in charge. I, I, I recognised her, but I that makes sense. Right? She is recoupling that role for Guardians of the Galaxy three. So oh, there was like a teaser at the end of that for. I'm not a comic book guy really, so I don't know. But the big machine thing was something in it. Remember? They yeah. Like made something like a some sort of villain. I don't know, but. But yeah, so again, obviously, Rob Patterson's going on to be in the Batman. Mm-hmm. She's already been in kind of the Marvel universe already now. It's it's kind of mad how it all ties in together. Has that been confirmed as Colin Farrell as the Penguin in that trailer? Because I'm sure it's him. You know, I don't think it is. I don't. I I was watching a. I thought they'd confirmed it, but maybe not. Nah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> he looks like me when I'm forty. Like, I don't. <laughs> I can't believe for a second that's Colin Farrell. Like, I know that. There's there's heavy prosthetics and there's face makeup and all that sort of stuff, but I feel like this movie, uh, from what I've read anyway, mm-hmm. there's actually quite a lot of villains to be introduced. Apparently, the trailer we've seen is only is it twenty five percent of the movie. So what I heard, like twenty five percent. So that's, that's so much other characters that can be introduced. Mm-hmm. So no, I just feel like it looks so much like the penguin, but yeah. But who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I think um, I think it'd be a waste to to kind of hide. Colin Farrell's face. Probably. I mean, if you're going to change somebody that much, unless you're making them look like a kind of historical figure, like if they've been cast to play someone like that, and you're like, yeah, like uh, Gary Oldman, like darkest. Aye, Hour, something like that. Like, like again, you know it's Gary Oldman, but you could easily not know it's Gary aye, Oldman. Aye. So, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like it is him. But it's strange to cover him up so much. So, yeah. Who knows? Ugh, I mean, I'm just glad that we're back. We're back to the kind of point where we can go and see films and we can mm-hmm. go and experiences in the cinema. And there's a lot coming up. There's uh, there's a few things coming out in September that I'm excited for. What would that be? Uh, I'm looking forward to was it the New Mutants? Mm-hmm. New Mutants movies finally we kind of finally got full trailers out for that. We kind mm-hmm. of finally got an idea of what that's going to look like from the trailer. I think it looks really good. I think it, it looks... has a kind of like body horror element to it. I think. Yeah, which, which yeah, yeah. Cool. I got um, I got the kind of creepy side of glass. You know, the movie ah, Glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got the vibe off that. Mainly, I know it's 
it's easy to say that because uh, what's it, Anya Taylor Joy? She was in Split. She's and one class. of them. And mm-hmm. uh, and class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah. Right. Ah, the kind of bit when she's out with the the van and yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. But uh, no, she's she's in New Mutants. Yeah, she was in The Witch as well, and she's she's good. I think she's quite a creepy. She plays herself. creepy quite well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's the. Uh, she looks like a typical white girl, but she has like this kind of this kind of look on her face. It's just like kind of heart like stops your heart from beating. It's kind aye, of terrifying. Mm-hmm. But I uh, we've also got um, Maisie Williams, obviously mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, massive star. She's going to be in New Mutants as well. Uh, who else? We've got Charlie. Is it Charlie Heaton? Or, from Stranger Things. Yeah, from Stranger Things. I think I'm quite liking starting to see these Stranger Things uh, break out into the bigger movies. Mm-hmm. I mean... I do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had... Uh, what was it? We had Eleven. Who plays Eleven again? Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. That's sorry. it, Millie Bobby Brown. She's She was in Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked that Godzilla movie. I was kind of like, no. I oh. liked the first one, but nah, it was fine. The Godzilla stuff's good, but the rest I'm like... Really care. I'm just a sucker for big monsters. I, I think that film did the CGI and it did it, it did justice. It I was, was so sad when is it Mothra? Is that right? Aye, Mothra is like sacrifices. Aye, aye, it's that's good. Sad. But no, I think uh, New Mutants is coming out on September 4th and definitely a film I'm going to catch in the cinema. Hopefully, it's as scary as the trailer makes it look. And hopefully, it actually comes out in September. I hopefully, I uh, <laughs> true. But I think, I think uh, obviously going way back. Mm-hmm. Tenet had fantastic pre-bookings. Mm-hmm. And I know this is the new world we're facing now where like mm-hmm. there is you've kinda of got to commit to a you can't just turn up to the cinema really anymore. Or you can, but it's better to book. Aye, aye. Mm-hmm. So the traditional blockbuster theory is going out the window. You can no longer say, Oh, they had a two hundred million opening weekend. Mm-hmm. No, that's gone. But mm-hmm. it Tenet did sell more pre sale tickets than Interstellar and Dunkirk. So mm-hmm. for me, that's kind of shows People are kind of happy to go, happy to book in, and I think they won't. They won't pull. I think they're not going to pull big films now. And no. New Mutants is a pretty big film, I suppose. And they also have that. I think there's a contract with New Mutants where they can't stream it or something. As they play in cinemas for a limited time, so I don't know if that's got something to do with it. Oh, okay. Because I think it's obviously the Fox merger. Yeah. With Disney, um, I think Fox only does cinema release as well. I don't think I can't see Fox doing a directed TV release. Well, that's the thing. Like, obviously Disney own them now, so. I think there's something to do with that contract. They have to show it in cinemas for X amount of days before they can release it on streaming. So okay. So I don't know if that's got something to do with it. But yeah, like I say, I think it looks. I think it looks certainly worth a trip to the cinema to see. I'm keen for it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it looks uh, creepy. I think it looks dark. Um, no, I think it's. I think it has the potential to be really good. The other film that I'm excited for in September. I mean, everyone's kind of talking about it, seeing a lot of things for it. It's mm-hmm. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted yeah. back in the cinema. Aye. I'm up for it. I think the first one I've seen was obviously the sequel. Yeah. No, obviously, but Bogus Journey. I, I watched that first on TV, I think. Yeah, Bogus Journey was... I think when I was growing up, I can't remember what age I was, but mm-hmm. it was like every night, like nine or like nine or the half ten film on film four was always Bill aye, and Bogus Ted. Journey, aye, aye. Aye. I think that's probably how I've seen it, I... I think I like the second one a wee bit more. I don't know if. Yeah. I don't know if that's just nostalgia, but I'd need to like rewatch them. Oh, 100%. They're, they're, they're getting rewatched, and uh, I definitely recommend if anyone hasn't seen Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. get it watched so you can kind of enjoy this. I mean, film that no one's seen coming, but no. everyone's been talking about. They kind of 
kind of plot for this is they're now like 40. I think they're now like both dads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they need to make a song to fulfill their destiny. And I don't know. I just think it's going to be really, really fun. I, it's, I think it's the kind of thing we need just some kind of lighthearted and yeah uh, it'd be quite serious. fun to see Keanu Reeves back as Ted and not as John Wick snapping folks necks and well, the thing protecting is, doggos <laughs> with that haircut I just think him as John Wick now no yeah, matter what he's with in, the long, like, uh, aye, exactly. with the long hair, aye, so I mean no that's a bad thing but we've still got John Wick 5 and 4 and 5 4 and 5 I thought that was I thought that was lousy. I thought that announcement was so bad. Don't announce that they're filming four and five at the same time because mm-hmm. everyone online was saying it. There's no, I, so he's obviously not going to die in four. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. That's um, like that's like coming out on like the third Harry Potter movie and being like, we're making seven of these. <laughs> like I, I know. suddenly, I know. you know, <laughs> nothing's going to happen to your main character. I, it's it's tough to say, but I do love John Wick, but. I'm kind of John Wick out a wee bit. Like it's just it obviously. I could take a, I could take a year out. I could aye, take a year aye. out of John Wick, especially aye. because cheap imitations are coming along. That's me taking shots directly at Extraction on Netflix. <laughs> I hate that movie. I think it's total garbage. I'd say like three stars. <laughs> out of ten, I hope. Well, <laughs> Honestly, I don't mind. I thought it was fine. Like. I love that bit where he like dived off the cliff, and then at the end, the little boy dived off the cliff. That was really. Oh no, he's in a swimming pool, and then. Oh, that makes up for it. (laughs) That's what confused me because I'm like, well, he never seen him doing that, so why is he copying him? Honestly, but they're like, was it the guy who wrote, or one of the brothers who wrote, um, Avengers films, or like, yeah, from like Civil War on, or Captain America? Um, How many have they done, Captain America? Was it Winter Soldier they started? Yeah, it's with the soldier, and, and then obviously in game stuff, the later ones. But no, I, for me, it just honestly, I, I, I was getting so angry. It was like everyone was like, "Oh, extraction's amazing." I, I was just sitting there like, "No, it's really not." I was like, "Yes, the action's good, but so many films can make good action. Like the choreography is good, but the actual like gunfighting isn't so good. The mm-hmm. hand-to-hand stuff's great." But no, overall, I thought the story was so bad that you didn't feel anything for anyone. Super obvious plot twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. That's how you summarise that. I mean, as soon as David Harbour turns up, you're like, right, here's a bad guy. Uh, <laughs> another, yeah, another you're like, bad guy. You're uh, like, oh no, he's gonna he's gonna stab you in the back. Like, come uh, on, it's cheap. It's cheap gimmicks. I hate it. I, I think maybe just because we were in lockdown and I watched, it, I was like, oh, this is fine, but. No, I think, yeah, I think, to be fair, because Netflix is a streaming service and we're, we're all locked down, I became, I would say I became a bit overcritical. I watched all of Netflix's releases through mm-hmm. lockdown, Spence Confidential, Six Underground, which is horrendous. Don't I'd, watch Six Underground. I never even it's, gave it a chance. Honestly, so. didn't know Ryan, Ryan Reynolds was that desperate for a paycheck. <laughs> honestly, it's so bad. I'm getting bad for just, like, not giving stuff a chance, but I, I know... Uh, that's the thing, I, I'd always be critically someone saying, oh, I'm not even going to watch that, but I feel like with certain films you just know it's... Oh, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll see a trailer and I'll be like, that's going to be bad. But and I'll watch still it. watch it. I'll still be sitting there like, oh, I knew this was going to be bad. Uh, like, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Six Underground was like, hmm, what character should we kill at the start? Should we kill one of these like nameless actors or should we kill James Franco? 
Let's just kill James Franco. That seems to be a running theme. No, because, Dave Franco. Oh, Dave. I was going to say, because James Franco <laughs> dies in, is it Alien Covenant at the start? Yeah, he dies at the very start. I don't think yeah. it's, does he get like one line or something? He gets set in fire. Like half a line. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just imagine now, if it was James Franco and start a six underground is like Pineapple Express where he puts his foot through the car window. Oh, yeah. And he's just driving down and Ryan Reynolds is sitting there trying to take it all seriously. That oh. was, that's, that'd be funny, to be fair. That'd be a better movie. It would be, eh? Nah, honestly, Six Underground is so bad because it, it's just... Uh, I can't. I could talk for days about how much I don't like that is movie. Is it Michael Bay, I take it? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking I'm getting was it, Is it, uh, they refer to it as Bayhem? Bayhem, aye. Oh, Bump up the Bayhem. Aye. No, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched... There's a YouTube channel called uh, Stora mm-hmm. and they're freerunners. And oh, they were hired to do the, the kind of freerunning in the movie. And so before the film came out, I watched this like behind the scenes mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is so cool. I think they're in like Milan or something oh, and they're cool. like jumping off rooftops. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this actually looks all right. And then I watched the final movie and I was like, nah, what did I just watch? No, sadly, I'm not going to give it a chance. So, uh, Spencer Confidential was okay. It, again, as far as Netflix movie goes, it was it was watchable nonsense. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Post Malone was in it. Big, that was, I saw the kind of that was preview thing for the eye. So we're starting to see a lot more like blend of uh, of music stars deciding to get, throw their hat in the ring for like movie parts as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, what well, we've had Rihanna. She was in uh, Ocean's Eight recently, or not recently, but somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, Lady Gaga's had a crack at it. Aye, I'd say. Aye, all of them, she's probably the best actor. Yeah, Lady Gaga. Yeah, Aye. yeah, definitely. I'd say, I'd say she did a pretty solid performance. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she was in a film that was more on her level. Hi. I'd say you can't like throw in like Rihanna into like Battleship and hoping for the best, like oh, hope for like <laughs> Golden Globe performance. You're Aye. like, Aye. Ah, it's not gonna happen. No, definitely not. It's a film about Battleship. <laughs> exactly. It's based on a Hasbro toy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so no, Post Malone was okay. I think mm. he just delivered the lines he had to deliver. Didn't really have to do much else, and I wasn't mad at it. I really wasn't. It was silly. It was was it cheesy? Yes. Was the ending stupid? Yes. But I'd watch it every day, and I'd never have to watch Six Underground again. <laughs> See, no, I just want to watch Six Underground because you've made it sound so appealing. Oh, honestly, I think um, <laughs> I don't even think you can't even argue that like they meant it as a joke. It was just I, I hated. No, it. Michael B just thinks he's a genius. I think the thing is right. I wouldn't even say redeeming, he's got redeeming qualities, but he does stage action well, but it's the way it's cut together, edited, and it doesn't do any favours because there's so many quick cuts and stuff like that, but I think he's got a really good eye for, like, composing action. See, like, in a frame, he can compose action really well, but he just has no other talent, unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because I even read a thing that Christopher Nolan watches... Like he obviously like studies film in general, and there's things about Michael B. Action that he does admire. So, um, I yeah, mean, if that's true, which <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of struggle to believe. But is that just like lip service? I mean, so that's like someone like cornered Michael, like Christopher Nolan at a red carpet I mean, event. Be, like, yeah, yeah. hey, what do you think of uh, Michael Bay? And then he's just like, uh. <laughs> I mean, I very possible. Yeah. So. But nah, what are you looking forward to then? What's your kind of films you want to see in the cinema? It's not a new release, but Unhinged, I'm still quite keen to see. Unhinged. Yeah, uh, was it Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe, yeah. Aye. And I forget who else, but 
I'm I'm really keen for that. At yeah, least. we had this uh we had this conversation during the week, the uh kind of analogy of uh falling down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, just, yeah. I just sometimes you'll have a film that you can relate to right. and if you if you tell me you've not been stuck in traffic and someone's cut you off and you thought I'm gonna follow you all the way home, and exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, again I've only ever seen I've only seen the trailer for it. I've not seen the movie yet, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think I would check it out. I think I'd, aye, aye. I'd I'd go and watch some mindless nonsense. I feel like it just looks like Russell Crowe in real life. I mean, I don't <laughs> yeah. obviously don't know aye, the guy, it was but like, like Russell Crowe was out getting coffee and the paparazzi cut him off, and he was aye. like, "I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> I mean, I could see that. Aye, so yeah, I so I think that's kind of. Of recent films, I think that's kind of one I'm keen to see after Tenet, obviously. I'm just worried Bill and Ted's going to be a bit fan service but... I don't know. I've seen uh, Fast Impressions. Mm-hmm. I've seen, like, the uh, closed screening of it got really good reviews. Um, again, they're obviously going to say that. Like, a lot of the journalists that get invited to these things come out, they're like, amazing. Mm-hmm. And you watch it and you're like, what the fuck is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. But... No, uh, I think it should be good though. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's naturally funny. It's is something it, that we can all kind of get on board with. Is it getting a theatrical release? In I take it, I yeah. All right, okay. Yeah, I think. Uh, what was the date for that again? That was the, I believe that was the twenty fourth of September. We're getting that twenty mm-hmm. third of September. Twenty third for the UK release. No doubt it will be out in America before us. That always seems to happen. Eyes. Sometimes it's sort of the opposite way around. It just depends, I think. But yeah, I think we're getting um, Black Widow. I read somewhere that we're getting Black Widow first. Oh really? Before America, yeah. I oh, mean, well. if that's your cup of tea. I mean, I'll check it out, but I'm not too bothered. I'm kind of done with superheroes. Like I'll, I'll always go see Batman, no matter what. Yeah. Like I'm a Batman fan, but the whole Marvel thing. Don't dislike it. There's some quality films, but. A lot of them I've not even bothered with yet. Like I've no. never seen the first or second Thor film. Oh no! I, you know what? I, I, I you've not seen it, so you, you can't sit there and argue with me at all. But <laughs> I actually well, I mean, I could. Thor, but I would. You know. Yeah, Thor: Dark World. I, I actually think it gets a really hard rep. I actually, really, I actually like I, it. People seem to hate that. Aye, film, it's but, like aye. the joke of the Marvel Cinematic aye, aye, Universe, aye. and I'm gonna sit in there like. Oh, we've got Ant Man. Like, stop. <laughs> like, see, I always kind of like Iron Man two as well. Like, that gets quite a bad. Yeah, yeah, Iron Man. Th- Iron Man three is bad. I don't like Iron Man three. No. Nah, but I, I think, uh, I think it'll be good to get back into the cinema. See, I, again, I, I know for a fact I'll probably go and see Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll go uh, see. I it. mean, I've seen every. I think I've seen every Marvel film in the cinema. Oh, really? Yeah, I feel like I'm like addicted. Like again, like I said, I'll, you know it's gonna be like not the best, but mm-hmm. they're consistent at least. Like I'd say, the consistent either, quality. Either. You always get a good cast. You always get a lot of money spent on it, and and sometimes that's all you need to get a film that's worth going to the cinema to see. I think I've only seen. I've seen most of the big ones in the cinema, and then the odd, like kind of standalone film. But it's mostly like Avengers. Yeah, like Endgame, um, Infinity War. Obviously, I think we both went to see that um, together. Yep. Stuff like that. The kind of bigger event ones I've been to see, and then I kind of skip the smaller ones usually, unless it's Guardians. I like the Guardians films. Yeah, because they feel like their own kind of thing to me. Yeah, they're much more standalone. That's why I like Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Doctor Aye. Strange kind of felt like it was kind of cut away from 
the main storylines of what was going on for the time because I know he, he eventually got threaded back in there pretty massively but I I really enjoyed Doctor Strange and I'm looking forward to the second one of that coming out in this next phase of Marvel uh, movies we're getting. One thing I'm keen for is um, is it WandaVision the Scarlet Witch Scarlet TV Witch, show? Yeah, yeah. Is it WandaVision? It's got, I think that looks really weird like I'm just really keen to see what that is. It's like going through all you the know, different eras. Like, honestly apart from um, what was it is it Iron Fist Mm-hmm. I've watched uh, I've watched most of the Marvel uh, shows now, and they've actually been really good. Yeah, 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 yeah genuinely. Uh, so yeah, I'd I'd definitely give that a chance. I was a fan of Daredevil actually. Yeah, I didn't oh, into that one. Daredevil was, like, was so good. I got cancelled. Season, season three, season three got cancelled. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Netflix deciding to cancel good properties and make programs that are just absolute trash. But Netflix is a weird one. Uh, we all. We all watch everything on Netflix. What's, I mean, there are some people that are still not going to come out to the cinema. There might maybe some of you listening that don't want to leave the house just yet. Yeah, so, could, yeah. uh, what are you looking forward to coming onto Netflix next month? Well, I mean, I bought it the first day it came out, and I've seen it about five times. But First Man's just that's 18th of September. It's coming. Say Netflix. it louder for the folk in the back, David. <laughs> first Hi. Man, you don't even hear me. <laughs> Anyone that hasn't seen First Man yet. Needs needs to get it watched. Honestly, Aye, it's I can't even. I, I like it so much. I'm obviously biased, but some people have problems with it because like they don't like Neil Armstrong as a character. Yeah, They're like oh he's, he's such. A, I think we finished watching the cinema. A woman in front of us stood up and went, "Oh, what a selfish man!" Aye, and I'm like, yeah, well, we did. Aye. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is, but did we not in that screen also have folk walk out because they were saying aye. it was dead slow? Aye, aye. Mm. Oh. Terrible criticisms of a great movie. Aye, it's so good. It's the soundtrack. I say that a bit often, but soundtrack. It, the soundtrack it, is aye. good. Aye. You feel like you're like on a journey with Neil Armstrong. Mm-hmm. It's actually brilliant. And I think they get the claustrophobia, like the claustrophobia being in the capsule and stuff. Yeah, like they show how small it's because in other films it's obviously kind of they exaggerated to fit the cameras in and stuff. But with this one, they kind of. They built it to. I don't know if it was exactly to the dimensions. I'm probably not, but probably was. I'd it, say it looks like pretty, pretty close to what I've seen. And um, for me, it's just just seeing them the bit when they're up and I think they're doing the first docking. Yep. And obviously, it goes wrong and stuff. When they're sitting like the wee lamps, and you see how close in it is. It's just oh, you never really think space travel has been like that. But no, that's well, what I, it's like. <laughs> exactly. It was. I, it was back then when bloody we have more technology in our smartphones now than they had the in the whole of NASA, pretty much. But I love it. I love the fact that they made a fantastic movie about space travel mm-hmm. where in the whole movie they spend like two minutes on the moon on the moon aye, like aye. come on like how does that how is that not appealing right there imagine that they're making a whole movie about space mm-hmm. where 99 percent of the movie is filmed on earth, on earth. <laughs> aye, aye. that's amazing and to keep you they keep you involved to keep you intrigued and it's emotional it's mm-hmm. it's it can get you crying if you so it really inclined. gets me aye. I I think yeah definitely watch it. See if like half an hour in you sit and think to yourself, oh, is this gonna pick up? I'm afraid to break it to you, it's not. But I was about to kind of to, to quote Netflix a slow burn. Slow burn. <laughs> slow burn. Aye. <laughs> Top Gun slow burn. Emotional. <laughs> Aye. Um, no, it's just I think it is. I don't have a, maybe like a top fifty films. I don't know, but it's definitely up in the. I think the kind uh, of top ten. 
Yeah, I'd say for me it's probably like top 20 categories. Aye, maybe top 20. Yeah, actually, mainly for me because it's, although I, I literally just said, oh, it's, it's slow, get mm-hmm. over it. Aye. For me, it's a bit too slow to be in my top 10 films. I get you, aye. So, no, I think uh, there's quite a few good films coming to Netflix next month. I'm uh, a bit of a different choice, completely different to First Man. Dinner mm-hmm. for Schmucks is coming mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't seen Dinner for Schmucks, it's brilliant, it's funny, it's got Paul Rudd and Steve Carell in it, and uh, yeah, it's a really good laugh. Uh, it's it, one of the ones I've just never seen. Never yeah. sat down and watched. I've seen it on Netflix like every time I put it on. I just never, I've just never watched it. Yeah, it's it's silly humour, but it's not like stepping on a rake humour. It's aye, like aye. yeah, it's 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 good and it's cute. It's a nice movie. There's some really nice bits in it where you kind of it's a lot of compassion and it's good. It raises like a confronts a bigger issue mm-hmm. than it really has the right to for a movie that's, that's so silly. silly. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'd say that's that's a movie that I'll definitely be rewatching on Netflix when it comes on. On my list, I put I put a film before I'd watched the trailer, um, Enola Holmes. <laughs> yeah, um, you which are. I kind of want to like remove that now because um, I was like, oh, this I, I like Sherlock Holmes and aye. stuff. Aye, Sherlock um, Holmes with Henry Cavill and aye. Sherlock Holmes has got some jawline. Hi, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is staunch. Aye. He's a he's a big boy. <laughs> but um, the the whole um, kind of fourth wall break. I don't know if that's in the. It looks like it is in the film. Yeah. I don't know if it's for the trailer, but well, just to just to recap, this is a Netflix release. Aye, so who so, knows what we're getting? But exactly, I have just sat and bashed on Netflix releases <laughs> quite a while there. But if you watch the trailer for this one, you'll see where I'm coming from. Aye, but probably a kids' movie, but I don't know if it's I don't know if it's um for me. I don't know. I I think uh yeah for, for me Henry Cavill or Sherlock Holmes is almost a non-starter and I, and I know that that's a, almost again a silly thing to say mm. but <laughs> I just I I just can't imagine Henry Cavill as a heroin addict because <laughs> at the end of the day that's what Sherlock Holmes is well, maybe he's going to be a roid addict in this one <laughs> yeah, <I. laughs> I mean possibly but yeah. I, it's obviously just kind of I don't know it looks as if it's just a kind of kids film but it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be good you know uh, yeah, I mean, it's not like an excuse. You know what I mean, say Disney make aye, aye, so and there's almost not a single Disney movie I don't like. Aye, so it's not an excuse to be shit, but it doesn't look good. No, it looks pretty bad. That's the first trailer I've watched. I was like, I watched the trailer before we we did the podcast. <laughs> aye, this was a bad. bad so I'd, I'd already seen the trailer. So when you put it down that list, and you were like, I'll just check out the trailer now. I was sitting there waiting because I was like, he's gonna look up and be like, Oh no, aye, aye. <laughs> no, it was him. Um, Aye, bad judgment. Yeah, a good a good judgment film to watch if you're interested is uh is Zodiac. Tells the That's classic list, cla- classic mystery. Who was the Zodiac killer? Mm-hmm. Told with uh Jake Gyllenhaal plays a cartoonist working at a newspaper. Who they get the kind of first letters sent from the Zodiac killer who used to taunt the newspapers or the or the press in general because they couldn't catch him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's brilliant. It's, it's a good film. Good. It's I a great it's cast. Maybe my favourite David Fincher film. I know it's kind of controversial, yeah. no, but no. I think I pretty close for me. Um, I think it's what really got me any David Fincher films. Yeah, it, Zodiac's kind of the first of his I watched. Um, yeah, I'd say that's, that's probably the first David Fincher film I watched. Maybe Panic Room when I was younger, but I had no idea 
who he was or anything. So yeah, I used to I used to watch Panic Room and then imagine myself in Panic Room. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> like, what would I do? I'd be like, two guys breaking in, easy. Dispatch one of them. See with that film though, it's like, oh, the door's got a sense and then the guy gets his fingers chopped off. Yeah. What's that all about? Aye. Like, am I missing something? Christopher <laughs> <laughs> Nolan explaining this. <laughs> <laughs> no, Zodiac is really good. It's got a, an all-star cast. A cast that was better than it deserved. And, aye, aye. Uh, this is when Robert Downey Jr. was kind of coming back, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kinda... He was kind of getting his life back together. To He's really good, isn't it? Put actually. the powder down. <laughs> but uh, no, it's really good. There's a, there's a really suspenseful moment in that film that will get, it gets everyone. With the everyone, guy. Aye, yeah, aye. everyone feels like something's going to get them from behind. That's a good scene. It's kind of worth it just for that moment. Just for like, that scene, aye. Mm. Uh, you're going to sit in there realising this couch I'm sitting on is against the wall, but I still feel like there's going to be an arm come out and grab me. Jake Gyllenhaal's like, the character he plays is just obsessed. It kind of destroys his personal life, almost. Yeah. Well, in he, fact, it does. Well, like, he, kind of very similar to his role in when he plays the photographer that goes and takes pictures of the crime scenes. Oh, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, yeah. He has that, like, obsessive... Like pretty much his whole life spirals out of control because he gets so fixated Obsessed, on this. Mm-hmm. You get his wife le- in Zodiac. His wife's life is affected. His kid's mm-hmm. life is affected. It's it's a good one. It's a harrowing story. It's almost like a, a life taken mm-hmm. not through murder but through an obsession. It's great. Aye, aye. No, it's it's one of my. I think it is probably my favorite David Fincher film. I'm just going to say that. It's a big statement. Just put it out there. I know there's all these like Fight Club fans who are like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, but aye, I, I'd, I'd rather watch Zodiac than Fight Club. Not gonna lie, aye, I'm aye. not fifty anymore. So <laughs> exactly. I mean, Fight Club's obviously good, but yeah, another kind of what, what would you call it—an offbeat pick, as Netflix <laughs> would say. Uh, Halloween, the 2018. I'm a big Halloween. fan of this film. Yeah, I like same. this film. I feel like it does not deserve the criticism it received when it came out. I feel like, what do you expect from a Halloween movie? Like, come I mean, on. People give it are a like, break. oh, it's kind of as good as most of the sequels. And I'm like, come on. Aye. <laughs> Have you seen the sequels? <laughs> it's pretty good. Like, I mean, I like Halloween 3, even though it's like kind of disconnected for the. Yeah. I like the idea of being an anthology, but like different films each time. Because Michael Myers is like, what do you do with Michael Myers? That's why the sequels are bad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I liked what they did with this film. Like I, I I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was like it was like clean to watch. Mm-hmm. It was like shot really nice. Sound was brilliant, mm-hmm. suspenseful, action packed. A nice uh, a nice head explosion at the end. <laughs> I, <laughs> nice, I love a head explosion. Nice, uh, a good head explosion head at the full end. Of dug meat, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's like every eighties movie aye, had aye. a head explosion where it's like obviously just a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. They didn't even like they made it look a wee bit it was almost deliberately a bit shit looking but yeah. like still still pretty detailed well that's it I mean you, you, you're remaking a film that's not, not remaking it but you're mm-hmm. adding to a film franchise mm-hmm. that started low budget mm-hmm. that started like zany and, and over the top because it is over the top like come on like you can't look for real, like realistic aspects of this movie Aye. it's about a mass serial killer come on yeah, I mean, I seen it in the cinema, and I thought it was great. Uh, when I watched it at home, I didn't think it was as great, but mm-hmm. I still would definitely watch it. I'd still check it out. Uh, but yeah, it's come to Netflix in September, so mm-hmm. I'd definitely say get it watched. Uh, yeah, just it's fun. 
No, I like it. And I don't see the point calling it Halloween. Why not? You'd be as well calling it Halloween 3. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's essentially dovetails off of 2. Yeah. So. With one of the E's as a 3. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I don't get the whole sequel th- or reboot just calling it the same name as the original. Uh, I think it's probably. I, I reckon it's if they've done it because they could do it. Well, I understand why they did it for like a studio perspective, just yeah. for the like box office. And That's stuff, it exactly. So it's probably been long enough that the kind of not the rights have went away, but they they're able just to rename it the same thing. We mm-hmm. had we had the same thing happen with the Chucky movie mm-hmm. that came out with the exact child's play. Uh, mm-hmm. It came out with the exact same name. Uh, what was it? We had like two poltergeists now. Like I think again like you said it's to get people back in the cinemas as well like I think they referred to it as like a pre-sold title for yeah because so. see if I seen a trailer for Halloween 3 mm-hmm. I'd think it was a straight to DVD release I think <laughs> it was like a, I'm not going to send to see that Aye. whereas just call it Halloween almost make the audience believe we're starting afresh we're making a whole new go at this but, it just feels weird to me though that it's a sequel for like two films and it's called Halloween yeah do you know what I mean but I don't know. I think I've I've never taken them as a series. Nah. It's like Friday the Thirteenth. It's not really a series. No. Just just take them as individual films. Mm-hmm. But I suppose I. No, that's what's coming to Netflix in September. You got anything else that you'd recommend? No, unless you want to talk about Enola Holmes again, then. <laughs> no, I think uh, again, hold any further judgment until it comes out. I we can't say it's like you, you never know really. But, exactly. I mean, we do kind of know, but you can't be. Yeah, taking like a, a even well an uneducated guess, Aye. but um, yeah, I think I've seen enough movies to know that I'm probably not gonna like this one. Probably. But I thought about a Netflix movie that that we, uh, we that we didn't hate. That, I quite I think I liked it more than you did. I think yeah, but I think I again I think if the pe- people listen to this haven't already got this, I'm quite critical of Netflix movies mainly because I just don't necessarily like Netflix as a company. <laughs> I, think, I think we should kind of point out that there's a difference between films Netflix buy and films Netflix has make. made. Yeah, like had commissioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because like Annihilation, they just bought that. Aye, they just bought it. They, they, they had Netflix had nothing to do with that apart from signing a paycheck to buy the rights. Like to that the highest film. bidder, essentially. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But things like Six Underground that was commissioned. That That's was Netflix, that was aye. Netflix basically spearheading that mm-hmm. movie being made hence why right. annihilation is really good and sex underground is total garbage but yeah it's a confusing point but we're talking about if, if you want kind of following that we're talking about the old guard the old guard netflix release i i was quite keen on it i have to say i again i actually i'll tell you now i've ruined my ending but i gave it a six out of ten Give it a six out of ten six if I was to yeah, and that's that is taken into consideration that well, this isn't a cinema release film mm-hmm. though, it was nice enough to be a cinema release film. I would say so. I... The action scenes were really good. Mm-hmm. Choreography was really good. Um, Apart from the bit they're all getting shot at the start, they look kind of as if they were dancing. Yeah, that was a bit aye, weird looking. Exactly like like puppets on a string. Like, so silly, but no, Charlie's Theron, she was okay. I didn't. I thought she was good. I, I didn't love that. her in it. I think I didn't think. I I mean, I I haven't seen how much she got paid, but I certainly mm. don't think she carried the film enough to justify them spending a big amount on getting her no. name. But no, overall, yeah, no, kind of, kind of pros, 
like I said, I like the choreography, action mm-hmm. scenes. The plot, I actually thought the plot was solid. Like I thought the plot was good. Too. And I think, again, it's like a... It felt familiar, but it hasn't been done before. Like, I've not seen a film with that mm-hmm. kind of that idea behind it. And, yeah, like I said, it felt, it felt cinema-worthy. Mm-hmm. It felt like a film that I could actually believe I would see in a cinema. Mm-hmm. My cons, though... The bad guy, the villain. I mean, where to actually start? That's why I agree with you on the villains. Kind of, they kind of squander the villain. Harry Harry Melling played the villain, mm-hmm. aka Dudley from Harry Potter. I think he's a good actor, but you think he's a good actor? Aye, he's <sighs> good in um, his Dark Materials. He plays like a a police officer type character, or something like that. I don't know. I I I don't think I think he stopped aging at twenty two. I just I don't understand how he can get cast as a as a bad guy. I think they were going for a kind of Mark Zuckerberg type, like yeah, yeah, no, evil I, kind of corporation. I get that. But like the whole like holding the axe and that just, was a bit guy hokey, but ah, uh, it was. He just, was supposed to be like a goofball, but they kind of wasted. Did they get thrown out the window at the end? I don't remember. Yeah, you got thrown. No, they they, oh, they jumped they, out the they window. Out the I, window. I, they mm-hmm. both are uh, him and I can't remember. The, the new the Kiki kinda, something that's mm-hmm. the actress's name but anyway they land on the car and he obviously dies I like Todd Bones like coming back yeah yeah that was quite cool yeah that was they did, it, they did it a few times in the film aye, and it aye. really worked another big issue I have with the film though see instead of just see instead of trying to convince us or get us on board with a second film mm-hmm. just do the first film good aye aye like see half of the film mm-hmm. you then start getting on this derailed road to the second film they're bringing out with mm-hmm. the girl that was drowned in the case. I thought that was done fine, but then when they showed it, then you're like, all right. But that's it, though. That's like, why? I know. Like, Netflix, just try to do a, a, a solid movie. Don't... I feel like even <sighs> if you want to tease that, just show the the kind of coffin thing she was buried in, like, rising to the... Yeah. Or, like, yeah, washed yeah, like up fishing, on a beach aye, or something. Like, fishermen pulling aye, 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 aye. Like, start a Jason Bourne, like... Aye, aye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... But the idea that she's, like, constantly dying and then drowning again and... Yeah. Oh, as if, like, hard time's not up already. Aye, aye. You know it's just... I mean? Aye. I thought, I thought cool. like I said, for a Netflix release, I'd say it was good. Another big grudge I had with mm-hmm. it, the soundtrack. The sound was horrendous. You have like a fourteen-year-old like a dubstep <laughs> remix, and he just—it was so bad. Aye. It's like an emotional bit, and it's like high up, like upbeat music in the background. This <laughs> is so confusing. Aye, the the soundtrack wasn't the best. Um, I don't even remember the original score at all, to be honest. But it's just um, it's, it's just some like ah, it's like some SoundCloud DJ that didn't make it in Ibiza. <laughs> Aye. If you're wondering why we've went quiet, we've got trailers on in the background and Tenet's currently came on. <laughs> yeah. And we're just trying to, like, process Tenet, it again. It's, uh, we've, we've discussed enough about that. I just got distracted there. Aye. But, no, um, like I said, Old Guard, if you are sitting one night looking to watch something on Netflix, I'd say it's probably one of your better options, yeah, in terms of a Netflix movie. Aye, I did aye. see that Netflix added Last Samurai, so just watch that instead. <laughs> I, I, would, I would say the same. I just watched that. Right, in two months, Tom Cruise masters the way of the warrior. It's fantastic. <laughs> I need to watch that again. I, you can't watch it enough, mate. No, I watched it with my dad. Like, he Billy loves Connolly's film. in it. I, class. I, like, I always forget he's in that. Yeah. Aye. Great movie. It's a good film. But Old Guard, 6 out of 10 for me. What would you give it? I'd say, even though I enjoyed it, more I'd say maybe six
maybe a 6.5. It dealt with some stuff in it pretty well. Um, the, like I said, there's minor regripes. Obviously, the soundtrack's not good, and the villain and stuff, but I would say overall it's pretty enjoyable. I like the idea, like, at the end they leave the guy on the beach and they're like, or is it a pub or something? It's next to a beach. Yeah, it's, a, or a it's like, it's in London, it's at the Thames. And aye, it's that's it. Aye. Basically, it's the kind of back access to the beach from the pub. Yeah. Aye, and they're like, I'll meet you back here in a hundred years. And it's, yeah, yeah. That's kind of stupid. It's like a hundred year naughty step. Aye, aye, but it's, it's kind of <laughs> like stupid, but I just like that idea that, well, one, that they'll remember to do that, and plus, it's just kind of funny. But Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he should just have been killed I mean you betray your whole team I think but is there a way to kill him that's the thing they drown him or something clearly that doesn't work <laughs> it doesn't work clearly, so. <laughs> clearly he he'll get a back, third be, standalone movie uh, on his own if you do that he'll be really pissed if you do that so. <laughs> yeah no you, you are right There's there, what can you do when someone can't die until they can die <laughs> aye and then if there's another film is Charlie's Theron like it's getting close to her time, so because she was healing quite slow, so yeah, no, that no, she's that was her. She stopped healing, mind. Right, she, she got shot at the end, and uh, she got shot in the in the house, and she didn't heal at all. And, is that right? Um, yeah, what's his name again? Oh, uh, Chibatelejo for that's it. Yep, did he shoot her? Yeah, yeah, he shot her in the house. Is it him that shot her? I yeah he oh no I think maybe he didn't shoot her, but he was there when she got shot. Aye, and then he sees that she doesn't heal, and then aye. The, um, aye. The, the young girl's character turns up and he's obviously just thinking he wants to get the healing power, I think it was for his wife, I believe. Mm-hmm. Something going on there anyway. And yeah, so she, so she couldn't heal anymore. So she was gubbed. That was her. So in the next film, she may have a kind of Though, if role. they can't heal, do they still age? I did they start aging all of a sudden? Did I don't know. I've not, really got any, I've not really got much issues with that, that kind of plot holes I mean I'm sure we could read up on this stuff because it is a is it not like a graphic novel or comic book series yeah yeah it's based off a thing of graphic novel aye so I'm sure there are answers to these questions but I'm not really that interested I think I'm chasing answers for Tenet first (laughs) before I'm looking at anything to do with the old guard aye I would agree but yeah overall I'd say it's one of your better options on Netflix though I'd still recommend sticking to Netflix TV shows over their movies so far I would say as well, since we've got a wee bit of time left, for another Netflix recommendation, I'd recommend Upgrade. Oh, Upgrade's the, brilliant. I, yeah. I've obviously it's a couple of years old now, or is it a year old last year it came out? Um, if you watched uh, Venom and thought, man, I'd love they made this movie for adults. Or I wish they'd made a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they just made a good movie in general, then Upgrade is a great place to go. And it was made for, I think it's $5 million, and it's that's insane to me that's mad like, that's not even like, you can't even get a cast for 5 million no, for a good movie no. like and it's a good cast as well yeah I forget the main guy's name uh, is it Logan Marshall Green I think so he kind of kind of looks like a Tom like Hardy. An American Tom Hardy hi, exactly hi. like no he's really good um, it's just really smart like the way it's told the story it's really good um, yeah the technology's like obviously something's a bit goofy but it's like technology we already have, but just a wee bit advanced. So yeah, you, yeah. you aye, can believe like, it. You know, aye, it's like the technology we ha- we have now, but in twenty years' time, aye, we actually aye. feel like because it's not like the whole city's futuristic. No, it's just no. aspects of it, aye. like the cars and um, like medical stuff. I think that's totally believable. And I like the fact that maybe the ending is a wee bit like predictable, but I like the fact they just went for the kind of darker ending. I yeah, like that point. Oh, absolutely. 
No, I think it's one of them films that pulls no punches. It tells a story how it happens, and yeah, I think they weren't even look, they weren't looking to like please the audience. They weren't looking for us to no. get really anything out of it because as much as the main character is a good character, you don't feel like anything towards him. You don't feel close to him. You are the whole film is kind of cold and standoffish, but in a good way. In like mm-hmm. a it's a really enjoyable film to watch. I would say so. And again, we get a good head explosion. <laughs> it's going to be the theme of the week, aye, aye. David's head explosion section. <laughs> the only thing I found, it sounds weird, the whole suspension of disbelief, but the only thing I struggled with was the, the guns in the hands. Like, I don't know why. Because it's yeah. a big, goofy sci-fi thing, but obviously I'm saying it's smart as well, but that's, I just couldn't get... To be fair though, I think everyone has always wanted guns in their hands. Aye. Like if I lost my arm and got a prosthetic, I first thing I'm getting is a gun in my arm. Like, like what if you like accidentally keep your pinky down, do you like you blow your pinky off sort of thing? And your pinky's not flesh, is it? No, but I mean like if you had your fingers down you'd like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I think uh yeah, I think that kinda of wraps up our recommendations on either what's on Netflix right now or films coming to the Netflix roster that I'd say mm-hmm. to take a chance on if you haven't seen. I would say so. Or if you have seen them, definitely watch them again. Yeah, watch them again. I mean, we're not telling you to do anything, but it's just a recommendation. You yeah. know, it's, <laughs> don't force you. But obviously, we recommended it now, so if you do go and watch it <laughs> and you see us about, <laughs> we will argue with you. Hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, I think the uh, the next film, like I said, we're seeing in the cinema is. Uh, either Unhinged or New Mutants and that will be kind of a focal point of the next podcast and, and Bill and Ted hopefully. and Bill and Ted but that's a while away Aye. so uh, we hope to have this as a weekly podcast so no James uh, it's a weekly podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're committing to I will it be right at, now I'll be at your door every Thursday I don't know uh, maybe not every Thursday but you might be lucky and get one on a Friday then one on a Monday no I think uh this has been our first crack at it. So it's a wee bit awkward, but... Yeah, we're but... We're getting better, don't worry. I've had a really good time. So have I. Well, no, I have. I don't even know why I hesitated. <laughs> <laughs> no, thinking about it, it's only been okay. Oh, it's been, yeah, I've been distracted good. by these trailers a wee bit, but... Yeah, I think uh, if we ever upgrade to a camera scenario and you can see the trailers we've got on in the background, you'll probably be more interested in that than I us. probably, <laughs> Oh, look, Unhinged. Oh, it's a trailer for Unhinged, right, as we're talking about it. I'm kind of hoping. I don't know why I'm thinking it's not called Unhinged now. We've been talking about it the full night. Nah. Just Def- roll with it. It definitely is. Just roll with it. Unhinged, that Russell Crowe film. Aye. I think. Uh, no, it, so- it sounds right to me. Uh, it certainly could be called Unhinged, and it is called Unhinged. So. I feel like we didn't even talk about Kenneth Branagh's accent and. <laughs> I feel like we glossed you over that. Like Kenneth Branagh's accent. Do not open my mouth very wide. I cut your throat. It will stick your balls in your throat. <laughs> Why did we not get to see an inverted scene for that? Like I don't some, right? some balls flying at his throat. Like, that'd be class. Flying at his throat back into his nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> like Adrian Boardflitch, make it a 15. <laughs> a 15, I uh, Make it an 18. Aye. Like these balls pop out and his head explodes. Aye. Aye. But no, that was. Uh, Are you trying to fuck my wife? <laughs> Have you fucked my wife yet? Uh, not yet, not mate. Not yet, mate. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stuff your balls in your throat. I, I love that. What would he have done if he said he did fuck his wife? <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like, I don't know if it's meant to be funny. At a point, he's like, 
threatening with something else and he's like, Why are you not gonna stick my balls in my throat? And he's like, There is no time for such things. Is that meant to be a joke? Right. It was so funny, man. Like Honestly. I don't know if I'm like misinterpreting that, but you know, I ordered this hot sauce an hour ago, David, and he's still <laughs> not here. Chris for knowing this kinda people say there's never humor in these films, that's not true. Like especially the Batman films, there is good wee jokes in there. Yeah. Let her go. Let her go. <laughs> Fucking throws off a skyscraper. <laughs> and um I so like I don't know if he just put in a wee bit more humour, but that was a bad joke. It wasn't even Yeah. I don't know why hot sauce, like it's such a weird Why would you go in and say that? I don't know. See if he went in and still It's not a sort of restaurant that would sell hot sauce either. I know like if you went in and still pretty them, classy place. I ordered my steak or I like my steak well done or something stupid yeah. like that. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah. I unhinged so right. It is I. But no, nah, this has been this has been great. I feel like this has been a really Fun, fast recording. Episode one. The audio clipped a wee bit, but... Episode one, Tenet Talks. Tenet Talks. Tenet Talks. So we should name the episode that. Yeah, absolutely. If you guys are see this as Tenet Talks as a title, that's what we've done. That's what we've chosen for the three people that are listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, until next week. We need to have a sign-off. We've not thought of a sign-off. Yeah. Go fuck yourselves. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, come back, please. We need subscribers. Oh, before we go to the word from our sponsors, Raid. <laughs> Raid. Sh- getting sued now for <laughs> Exactly, that's getting cut. Uh, why even say- I'll just bleep it out and you can guess what we said. Uh, exactly. Uh, Keep it as Raid. <laughs> Raid. I'll uh, just put me bleeps in. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, that's terrible, that game. But I mean, if he's on sponsor, it's yeah, like. Uh, same. We will I've take watched- a sponsor, but. I watched a video of someone, watched a YouTube video of someone exposing it, how it's basically just pay to win. Yeah, please come back next week. Yeah. <laughs> that seems a bit needy. No, tune in next week to hear, to hear our over-the-top opinions of maybe your favourite movie. <laughs> oh, and we have an email address you can, like, send in questions. Yeah, um, Yeah, any, any, any questions... Instagram or Aye. so you can follow us on Instagram at Escape to the Cinema all one word and it's the same on Twitter and Facebook's just Escape to the Cinema you'll find our page you'll see us post up the episodes as soon as they're live and any questions or queries you have on the episode just drop it in the comments one of us will get back to you maybe even discuss your question on the next podcast Aye. and um, the email address is escape to the cinema at gmail.com and it's all lowercase and that's probably the best way to ask like a direct question because we'll get that yeah. straight away so get involved get amongst it I think give us something to talk about <laughs> that's it did I just slate one of your favourite movies if you've seen Tenet as well let us know what you thought of it because are we just idiots yeah exactly did, did I just not get it are you smarter than me probably that's what it comes down to when I'm smart enough to understand it yeah This has been James and David. And thanks for listening. Thanks. See you next week, guys. (laughs) 